don't even remember how to work all this. Uh, all right, guys, welcome to another edition of Texans Unfiltered. I am your host, Young Ari Gold, and I am joined by Mr. Storm, a.k.a. Patrick Storm, on this wonderful Tuesday evening. Patty, what up? What's up, man? Welcome back. Yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks. It's nice It's nice to have a welcoming, like, be welcomed back, you know? Yeah. Um, how's life? I mean, I know we talk, we text, so I guess technically I know how your life is, but, you know, maybe other people don't know how your life is. How's, how's your life? It's great. Yeah, I think it's so great awesome. right now. Highlight, um, highlight the best thing that's going on in Patrick Storm's life right now. Uh, we have select ball tryouts this weekend, so we're back to uh, baseball, 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 and he's <clears throat> more into it than ever. And awesome. it's he's had baseball camp every single day almost this summer, and so it's just been nonstop. He's exhausted, but he doesn't want to stop. Uh, he doesn't want to stop practicing. He doesn't want to stop getting better. So him. it's really cool to to have a seven year old that's that dedicated to something that it has that big of a passion for it. Yeah, uh, and just wants to just you know do his best every day. So you raised a good kid. You raised a good kid. That's that's. I'm, I'm absolutely. I'm trying my best, man. Hey, trying my best. You, one thing I've realized with like having a 19 year old, a 15 year old, and a nine year old on Thursday, he'll be nine, is that. All you can do is try, bro. It's really, yeah. it's really all you can do. Like at the end of the day, when they're out in the world, like if they end up being decent human beings and are respectful and have drive, like outside of that, like they're going to make their choices. There's nothing you can do. You could try to guide them, but they're going to end up doing what they think is best for them. But if you did those three things, you succeeded as a parent, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, cool. Cool. Uh, new in my life. I picked up golfing four months ago. I don't know when the last time I was on here. I golf now three to four times a week. Um, I've gotten extremely good, and um, I fucking love playing golf, and I want to play every day. So that's what I'm working towards is early retirement so I can play every day. That's crazy. How yeah. do you find time for three to four times a week? I um, can't say on here because it wouldn't do well for my employment, but <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, you just, Let's not you know, there, there's a, there's, you know, Saturday and Sundays and then five o'clock tea times and, uh, just go out and have fun. I bought, um, I bought a $3,000 pair of Callaways. I got fitted. Um, I, I like, I don't know, bro. I just, I make time for it. That's awesome, dude. I w- like, I truly wish I could play way more golf than I do. Um, I just don't have the time. I really don't. So I, I just I'm... love it so much that it's like, uh, to be honest with you, and I probably shouldn't say this here, but it's kind of replaced Texans unfiltered for me. Like, not that I don't care. I do care. But like in this like break thing that whatever it is, like it's kind of giving me that like time away to just me time. And yeah. I have, I have like a foursome, like, we, I have a great foursome. So like we all play three or four times a week. We play three putt. And if you putt more than twice on the green, you're taking a shot of fireball. So by hole nine and 10, everybody's gone. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it's just fun. I, I just have a blast. I, re- I really do. I think it's, it's, I wish I would have found golf. I used to play, but never really played, play, but now I like play. 
like yeah. memberships and all that stuff. But it's it's fun. I love it. So that's that's what's new with me. Um, that's about it. I, I really I haven't been reading anything Texans related. Um, I'll hop on the Twitter timeline occasionally and, and and just see. Actually, I'm always reading, but I never I never put anything out. But you know, if I see my boys getting slandered, I'll hop on. If I see you know something stupid, then I'll quote it. But outside of that, there's nothing new. And then for me, like I just like this is like really that dead period of football. Like yeah, OTAs break, training camp. Like there's there's just nothing that can really happen. Like sure, there could be a surprise cut or a surprise arrest, but really outside of that, I mean, we can just speculate for like six weeks. Yeah. So let's let's, let's talk about the the arrest real quick. Hold on. So. Yep. Um, what arrest? Oh, was it a, well, I, I guess he's a former player, but PJ yeah. Walker got arrested, right? PJ Walker got arrested? P, or not PJ Walker. Uh, PJ, PJ Hall. Hall. Sorry. PJ Hall got arrested for um, being in an altercation of some sort recently. Um, and now, as as you know, that's the second of such instances. Um, he was involved in one earlier on in the season. Uh, was it after week one? I think it was. Yeah, it was- it was exactly like right after week one, right after week one. Yeah. Cause they had the Thursday night game and it was like Saturday or Sunday or something like that. Um, and he was involved in an altercation at a bar peak COVID. Um, and the, the team knew about it. The league knew about it nothing ever happened. So that was kind of weird, but it just kind of shows the type of guy that he was. He's just not putting his best foot forward to become, you know, to get any better. That was part of the reason why he was let go from Oakland too. So, um, I think it's it's probably best that they didn't they didn't retain his services this season. Yeah, and what so. happened with Mingo? I saw he's like, but what did he do? I just saw child indecency. Has there it's, been like a report where we know what was done? Nope. And I don't. I just as far as I see that type of a title, yeah. And it's just like I don't care. Like anything with a yeah. child, man, you're you're a piece. You're the the lowest scum on this earth. And agreed. Lock him up, throw away the key, take him out behind the courthouse, put you know. I, I just always, just, I always wonder, like, I, I, I always, I, I find, like, criminal cases very interesting. So, like, while the details are never enjoyable to read, especially when a child is involved, I always wonder what, like, like, because, like, child indecency could be, um, he was, he had, a, he was on a run training and he went pee by a bush and yep. he happened to be by a school and the kids walked by and boom, child indecency. So, um I just I, I just wonder what it actually was. Yeah, I haven't read on it. I just saw the I saw the headlines and you know. I guess you're right. Maybe we should find out more details because it could have been something super innocent that he didn't, you know, obviously mean, but um I, I only know that because literally it happened like me and a buddy were were running when I was like twenty and he literally did that and a cop came out of nowhere and like boom, child indecency. Like he had a record. Really? He's, regist- he's registered as an offender, like all that. Let's see. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting to see kind of two ex Texans in the in the uh, in the news in that regard. Um, all right. So the meat and potatoes. I think everybody just really wants to know. The real question is, what is happening with Deshaun? I've seen a lot of Easter Bee chatter this week uh, on the timeline. I don't know what it's about, um, but it looks like people people are like starting to turn back like like do a 180 on easterby recently yeah um it seems that way at least if i feel like a lot of people are trying to come to this conclusion that 
maybe he, he was the uh, the victim of uh, like I don't know, just a lot of uh, a lot of blame for stuff that he didn't have a part in, which we know is far from the truth. Um, I mean, you could talk to anybody that's you know you, you read the SI articles, and that tells you all you need to know that he's he's been blamed for a lot of things, and now there's a lot of people that are trying to say that you know maybe he wasn't guilty of those things, which. Nah, man. I mean, it's wait. His name is linked to the to this stuff way too many times to be, you know, not have a a hand in what was happening. So yeah, I still think that I don't understand how he's still with the organization. I don't still understand how he has a job, how he got a promotion, all that stuff. I just yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because, like, you're right. Like, there's definitely we all know he played a part in some form or fashion with you know whether it be DeAndre Hopkins or backstabbing Bill O'Brien or getting Nick Casario instead of uh, the guy from uh, Pittsburgh to you know the stuff with Deshaun and the and the massage tables being you know borrowed by Deshaun and following players and things of that nature. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I I just I wonder if like is it possible that Easterby can reinvigorate Deshaun Watson's image though? Like, is he going to be able to do what he's actually supposed to do? I mean, it, it takes two sides to tango at that point, right? Right. Deshaun's got to be willing to come to the table and and see you know what what Jack can do to to help him out. Uh, Deshaun's people have to be willing to come to the table also. Um, and I think that Jack, I don't know. I wouldn't say that Jack wouldn't be willing to, I think he would. Um, I because I think that deep down inside Jack is, is a good person and he means well, but again, I've said this before. I think he means well in everything that he does. Um, and he believes that he's doing the right thing. And I think that he would be, you know, he believe in his heart that he's doing the right thing by trying to help reestablish that, uh, that image for Deshaun um, and it would help the team, right? All in all, it would help the team, right? Because the team is absolutely hundred percent better with Deshaun on the roster um, because Deshaun, the football player is very talented. So um, I think, you know, I think Jack could be that guy. I mean, he was brought to new England when they had their issues going on over there. Um, was it, he was involved in KC when they had some stuff going on there not long ago. Um, I mean, that just seems to be his 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 niche is to be that guy that when there's turmoil, that you know that's the the shoulder they lean on. So maybe. Well, and also I, I'm trying to think of, of it from like both perspectives, right? So you have Deshaun who has his you know stuff going on, um, and he's gonna need an image rebuild, and then you have Easterby mm-hmm. who is also in need of an image rebuild. And like, if you put the two together, you technically have really what, what you would prefer to have, which would be both coming out on top and the organization moving on in a way that nobody really expected to be the case, right? Like if Easterby is able to be this whisperer of, you know, turmoil and, and issues and is able to get the most out of people and their character, um, like what a test to do it. But then ultimately, like you're talking about saving a franchise because you're able to find a way to get a top five quarterback who is not wanting to be a part of your franchise in the future 
back under the umbrella of the organization to be able to kind of right his wrong and then Easter Bay right his wrong as well. I don't know. It's like the literally like the perfect solution, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it could help both of them, right? Right. Like you said, he's Jack's got all this negative opinion about him in Houston and everything like that and this negative stigma. Um, and then obviously we know all the stuff going on with Deshaun. So yeah, maybe they're, they could be the perfect tandem to revitalize each other's careers, um, and establish an image that's, uh, that's good for the both of them. So yeah, I don't know. You might be honest something there. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that it's just, it seems like that there's a, there's a, there's a possibility of a path of that, like that being the path. Uh, if you just kind of look at where the situations are for both individuals, um, I don't, I don't know anything. I'm just speculating pure speculation and opinion, but um, I feel like that would make the most sense. But on top of it, making the most sense, it would also be in the best interest of the organization to actually go about it in that manner. Yeah. I think you're right. So, um, just interesting. It was something I was thinking about, but let's get, let's also get to, I guess, you know, we are what two weeks, three weeks away from training camp, July 25th, July. Oh, so we're two weeks, so away 12 days. Camp. Yeah. Just under two yeah. weeks. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, so we're 12 days away from training camp. Um, and really like, I think the only thing that really matters to anybody specifically fans is will Deshaun Watson be at training camp? And this conversation is going to be pure speculation. So if you guys all try to hammer Pat on Twitter or you guys all want to say Pat said something that he didn't say, understand that it's speculation. Like, don't be a troll. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an idiot. Just take the entertainment for what it is. It's a conversation that is being had. Um, I'll start, Pat. Uh, I do think he'll be there at training camp. Um, for for really one reason, and it's to start to spin and build what is needed to rebuild his credibility as a human being. Um, but then on top of that, to also be able to build his credibility as a football player. You know, <laughs> a lot of what's been talked about this off season has had nothing to do with on the field. Everything has been to talk about off the field. Um, and one thing that does truly cure all is winning and Deshaun Watson under center for the Texans with this roster, I think is a potential AFC South winner, maybe wild card with Deshaun Watson under center. And I think if you want to do that and you want to spin all the media that's going on and everything about the cases, I mean, it's not until February when the cases actually are underway. So like this really gives him time to kind of get back into the image that he built over the years prior to this off season, where he is that good guy. He is that great football player. He is that team oriented guy. He is the leader. He is the guy that wants to win and bring a, a championship to Houston. Um, and I think the only way that he can really honestly rebuild his image is by suiting up for the Texans. I, at this point, I don't see a way where his image um, can be rebuilt even playing for another team. I mean, obviously winning a Super Bowl and things of that nature, but I think the easiest path to rebuilding his image is going to be suiting up for the Texans, water under the bridge, and just go out there and ball. So I do think he'll be there. 
I just don't think the league can let him be there. Yeah. Um, I just I, I think it's too much the the media circus that would surround it. Right. The league would get crucified. The team would get crucified. Um, I mean, I just I don't know. It's way too much to. Uh, and then and then you got to think about the other guys, too. Right. Like there's 91 or 89 other guys there on the roster that would have to deal with that too. Right. Like that's, it would be, I don't know. They won't they deal with it like, anyways, just because of the, the media, like the amount of media that would be there, there would be, you would have press outside of training camp on Kirby, you know, drumming up, uh, it'd be a story every freaking day. Um, and then the NFL would have to take that, you know, that heat for allowing somebody with that, those type of allegations to be, um, you know, not suspended or, and I know the league's doing their investigation and stuff like that. So, you know, I get it. They're doing their due diligence. Um, but you look at, look at what the, look at what MLB did with Trevor Bauer. Um, he's got one case and he's been put on administrative leave and has not been able to, you know, show up and all his merchandise has been taken off of the, the team's website and is no longer for sale online. Um, the team has completely like distanced himself from him. And so I think that like, that would be the best thing to do right now for the Texans. And they've kind of already started that. Um, right. Like you don't hear Nick talk about him like by name in a press conference. Um, Cully doesn't talk to him, mention him by name. Um, the media does a lot, but I just, I think the best thing would be for him to not show up and, I understand like, you know, there's no criminal case yet or there might not be, but I just, I don't know, man. I think it's way too much, way too much of a a potential media circus surrounding him to have him at training camp at least. Well, see, and I think that I I guess, so I, I always try to think like bigger picture and like if there is a path to reconciliation, like no matter what or when that happens, that media circus is going to be there, right? Like if he does it at mm-hmm. training camp, it'll be there. If he does it week one, it's they're going to be there. If it goes into next off season at a press conference, they're going to be there. Like at the end of the day, the media is going to be there no matter when it happens. Um, and so it's like, okay, well, if he does want to rebuild and he does want to go into like if he comes on, has a great season and think, you know, good things happen, you know, who else is better to have in your corner when you're facing these allegations more than Cal McNair, right? Like David is very powerful, but in this situation, David's hands are pretty much tied with how he can handle and what he can say when it comes to the cases, but like Cal and his ability to do things backdoor and behind closed doors and not really be out in the media to talk about it. Like it gives the ability, like Cal's already tried to shut it down once. Mm -hmm. So if Cal tried to shut it down once, there's no reason to think that Cal doesn't have the ability to be able to just try to do it again. David, on the other hand, he can't interact with Busby because Busby is going to take anything that David says, and he's going to throw it out in the media. He's any email, any conversation, no matter what happens, anything that comes from athletes first or anything from Sean's party, is going to be an Instagram or Facebook post. Let's, we've seen it. We know that's how he works. But Cal, on the other hand, is kind of like that middle mediator. Um, so I don't know. I mean, 
I, I honestly don't think there's a perfect situation. But I'm I'm one of those people that like rip the bandaid off, like let's get it out of the way now, because we're gonna face it no matter what, and who knows what else we could be potentially facing at that time. So let's knock this out and move forward, and then we'll take everything else that comes our way. Yeah, I mean, you know, wilder things have happened in the NFL, so or in sports in general. So I guess I in, I get I kind of see what you're saying. Um, and I think that's maybe the the way the league is taking it too, like. You know, we haven't seen the league make any uh, take any action yet, right? Other than opening up their investigation, which they needed to do, um, and it's only right, regardless of whether he's innocent or guilty. Um, they needed to have some sort of investigation and do their due diligence to make sure that you know one of their employees was, <clears throat> you know, acting right. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think the way that the MLB has handled the Trevor Bauer thing just like screams to me like that they want to be politically correct. And I don't think we've ever seen the the NFL be politically correct, especially specifically Roger Goodell when it comes to things like that um, or it comes to things like this. We saw that with Zeke. We've seen it with uh, uh, Roethlisberger and other guys in the past. Um, guys have countlessly got chance after chance after chance. So um you know, who knows? We may see something happen week three, week four, um, if as more information, if it does come to light, comes out. And so. Yeah. Do you find it weird that there's that he has not been placed on the exempt list? Does that say anything to you about the actual lawsuits to you? The yeah. fact that it has not been announced? Not so much the lawsuits, but just how the league is going to handle it. I think if the league really wanted to make a statement, they would have already done it. I think they would have already put him on the exempt list. Yep. Um, but then again, it's they're in a weird predicament now because of I think when they've got away the idea of okay, well he requested a trade, um, and maybe the team was potentially going to trade him, and now we put on the exempt list, and now they're stuck with all the salary and this and that. I don't know. I think there's just a lot of moving parts to it, and I think maybe they've got to do, they've just got to make sure they handle it perfectly. Um, but I, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree that him not being on the list right now um, tells me that they're just they're in no hurry at all. They see no reason to rush this. Well, and I also think like when I look at the Bauer situation and compare it to Deshaun, like the Bauer situation provided pictures of a beaten woman and everything else that really kind of happened. Um, compared to and and basically evidence that it was bauer um mm -hmm. compared to at this point whether we you know what no matter where we lean guilty innocent doesn't matter take the opinion out at this point they are only allegations and there is zero proof of any wrongdoing on deshaun's part and so we, we've seen how the NFL reacts in the sense of like videos, pictures, things like that always makes them ramp up and like move forward a lot faster and have a much stronger hand. But when, I mean, God, Ray Rice, like until the video yeah. came out, there was, <laughs> there was nothing. Right. And then the video comes and it's like, Oh yeah, you, you're pretty much banned from the NFL. Like at this point, there's been no videos of Deshaun and uh, you know, misconduct with, with these women, um, no sexual abuse. There's been no like videos of him, uh, you know, showing his, you know, his cock on, you know, whatever, like, there's just like no evidence or video or photos of anything. It's really at this point, 
just a he said, she said. And I don't know if we've ever really seen a case on this level really come up in the NFL. Like if you look at Roethlisberger, like Roethlisberger raped a woman in the bathroom stall. Like he just, you know, was smart and did what he needed to do to clear his name technically, you know, settle like Ray Rice. Like, like, I don't know. It's just all, it's all a bit strange because I, I don't think, while we've never seen a case like this in the sense of like 22 allegations, we've also never seen a case where it's truly a he said, she said. Yeah. Like there's, there's no other part to it. Really. It's just, he said, she said nothing else. Yeah. And I, I get it. There's the text messages and Instagram messages or whatever and stuff like that. But that, you know, that's, that's hard to interpret. Um, and at least in my opinion, it's hard to interpret, um, the emotion behind things and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a really just shitty situation. And I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm ready for it to be over. I'm glad it's been quiet for a few weeks where we haven't really heard much about it. You know, um, it's just a lot of people asking, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? But I mean, depositions not scheduled till February, 2022. So yeah, it's going to be a while. Yeah, I, I, I've been watching, um, I just started watching Suits about four weeks ago, so um, I'm pretty pretty well versed now in <laughs> the legal system and the way things work. Um, I'm thinking about changing my name to Harvey Specter instead of Young Ari Gold. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I think I, you're more uh, of a Mike, though. Oh, that's very analytical. Like I'm not an- like Mike's very like analytically driven and can kind of like. I don't know. Like I'm a doer. I'll t- I'll get shit done. So I would agree in that sense. But I'm also more like in negotiations and like conversations. I'm definitely more Harvey in the sense of like assertive, like mm-hmm. get done what I need to get done. There's really no negotiating. Um, Mike's kind of a softy, but I'm also yeah. only on season three. So I love that show, man. I'm so gl- I'm so sad that it's over. Um, I'm so sad. No, I'm not going to get into it, but. I'm not, I don't want to ruin anything for you. It's 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 a really good show. Yeah, so I'm at the point. I'm in whatever season where Mike left and is now at the investment banker um, company. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, I just started that last night. Okay. Does it get better? I mean, because it's really good now. Yeah, it just stays good, in my opinion. It stays yeah. really good. Yeah, it's not like one of these shows where it just like falls off a cliff. Oh, good. So. Okay, good. Um. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I guess like really, so with, with all of that said, it's, he said, she said, I don't know if he can be put on the exempt list based on those merits alone. And I think that's ultimately what I think the NFL is waiting because I think they're scared to set a precedence of putting a player on an exempt list in a situation where it really is a, he said, she said, um, with, with no facts and no evidence I think it puts Roger Goodell in the NFL in kind of a weird situation to the point to where, like, you know, if they put Deshaun on the exemplist now, like, if other situations come up, well, it, it, it can be used as something that has happened in the past. And then it kind of becomes a snowball at that point. Yeah, but, I mean, Roger Goodell, can he technically has zero boundaries when it comes to the exemplist. Like, that's that's his that's his baby. He can do whatever he wants with it. And he can use it however he wants it. Um, he can enforce it however he wants it. So I think it's, uh, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. But yeah. I, again, like I said, I think if they were going to do it, I think they would have already done it. 
this see that's what i i keep going back to that like the reason why i don't think he'll be put on the exemplist is because like you said this is a dead period like we haven't heard anything new like there's been no new evidence no like nothing new all we know is february 22nd so like if they were going to do it like this would have been done a month two months ago because there's been nothing new brought up since so why within the next 12 days would they do it it doesn't really make sense for him to do it yeah and I mean, the team technically can't ask them to do it. No. Although, and I don't think they would want them to, they're no, because they're on the hook. Yeah, they're on the hook for the full salary. Right. So, and then they can't trade them too. Like if they have somebody right. that just comes knocking down their door with a massive offer a week before training camp or the first week of training camp, you know, if you know, start a training camp and, and Tua gets hurt, or start a training camp and. Uh, Sam Darnold gets hurt or just some, you know, somebody, one of these teams that has been linked to him multiple, multiple times in their quarter, their starting quarterback goes down with a, a major injury. is going to miss the season. Yeah. Um, or like week before the trade deadline, you know, Miami is eight and one and two, goes down. It's like, what yeah. do you do? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's just uh, it, it's interesting when you kind of look at it from like a holistic point of view. Like there's so many different moving parts, but the one thing I keep coming back to is that the exemplist hasn't happened, and unless tomorrow or before training camp starts, there's like a, something released, then I don't see why they would do it. Ultimately, yeah, and it, it, and you know just by this, the social media activity surrounding him and his his group, whether it be Quincy or David or, um, or Bernie or any of those guys they're you know, they're, they're carrying on like it's business as normal right now. You know, they're Deshaun was just at the, that camp, um, over the weekend with, you know, a ton of other players, all of other, you know, David's other clients and stuff like that. Um, or I say David's other clients, athletes first other clients, um, you know, and he's been working out and he's posting workout videos. He's, um, you know, he posted the, the kid at Clemson wearing his Jersey, um, he's posting with Jilly again. So it's, it's kind of like they're, they're carrying on and they're like almost in, in my eyes that they feel like that they're just going to roll into the season. Like it's, you know, business as usual. So, so, so let me ask you this. Let's say he does. And let's say there's no suspension and deposition is in February and the league doesn't do anything. What are the expectations for this team? If Deshaun is actually here. God, it's so hard because there's so many new people. Right. A lot of unknowns. But it's like, just way I, too many. I think that this team just from you know, outside looking in, without seeing any film and no position battles in training camp, I think the roster is more talented now than it was last year. In a sense, yeah. I mean, I think the defense took a little bit of a hit. Um, and some I also spots. think they took a couple more. Like they took, a, like they got better corners. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. I was about to say that. You know, they they took some hits on like on the the defensive line. Um, obviously losing JJ, regardless of you know all the the stuff with him. But like you know, you lost one of the best defensive linemen ever to play the game now, um, and you've replaced him with with Shaq Lawson and a few other guys. So <clears throat> I think you've got some. Uh, you got to really hope that that group can hold it together this year. Cause last year was, <laughs> it was Swiss cheese up there, man. They were, anybody yeah. could run through there. You know, everybody was Derrick Henry against them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, 
So with Deshaun, is this team a playoff just, team with Deshaun? With the expanded playoffs, I think they might. I mean, like they could go eight and nine, nine and eight, and just be that just over the cuff, you know, just under five. Because it's hard to say. Like the expanded playoffs, you could be eight and nine now and make the playoffs. I feel like as a wild card. I think without him, I don't. I don't think they win four games again. Yeah, I always I keep going back and forth with that. Like the league is so weird. Like they could win four or five, maybe even six games without Deshaun, just based on all the shit that happens in an NFL season. Like we know one or two quarterbacks are going to go out. We know, you know, star defensive players are going to go out. Like we just know these are the things that happen. We know a team. Mm-hmm that is supposed to be good will not be like that happens every year. So like we, we know, so it's like there's an opportunity for the Texans to win just because of the way the NFL works, but I don't think it'll be purely based on talent. If that makes any sense. I, I mean, I agree. And, but there, there's, whether, well, you know, I, I get it. There's not a lot of flashy names on this roster, but there's, there's talent. Yeah, and I think there's more talent than they've had in years past. There's a lot more depth, and I think that's what's going to help them. And I think that can help carry them through the season, is that there's actual depth now at multiple positions that they were lacking it for years. So, I mean, obviously there's still some guys on the roster like Vernon Hargraves, and that I don't understand how he's still employed in the NFL, but um. That's why I, guys like I, Nick Casario have the job that they do. Yeah, I think I think Vernon uh, as like your fifth or sixth best corner. Like if we look at like the depth chart and like the last two years when he's been here, and then we look where he's actually at, but then look at the injuries and where he ends up having to play. Like it's yeah. so unfair. It's like he's always listed as like the fifth or sixth corner, but then injuries happen and he becomes corner number two. And then we all are mad that he doesn't play at corner number two potential when it's like in reality – we should actually be okay because he was never supposed to be our number two. Like if he comes in and plays five snaps, I think he can do fine with five snaps. I I definitely don't think he should be in every down corner, but like when I look at the secondary in general, like I I feel like the secondary is in a much better spot. Like with Desmond King there, John Reed in the second year, Bradley Roby. um, Like I think they're in a much better position. And then when I actually think the defensive line is better this year than they were last year. You think so? I do. I do. I, I know JJ is the, the comfort for everybody in Houston and he's a, you know, somewhat of a God in the city, but his freelancing and his, the things that he does on defense really handicaps the rest of the defensive line. And mm-hmm. it, it, it puts them all in a bad position to where they really can't do their job. So you have two or three guys that are not capable of doing their job because of what JJ is doing on the D line. I don't expect them to like be the sack masters or anything like that, but I expect consistency from the defensive line, which to me last year was really the biggest thing that was missing was a lack of consistency. So while we're not going to have star players that are going to, you know, I don't expect a many Hugh to have a 12 sack season, you know, maybe Lawson will be our best pass rusher. Maybe Blacklock puts it together, but I think they have a good enough defensive line right now to consistently put out a better product which in the long run will make them a better defense. If that yeah. also makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I mean, you got what well, Charles is coming into what is third year now. Jacob Martin's yeah. still here. 
Um, Jaleel Johnson, Jordan Jenkins, um, Malik Collins. I mean, so there's some veteran guys in there, right? You got Shaq's in his sixth year. Jaleel's in his fifth year. Jordan's in his sixth year. Um, Dunn's in his sixth. Malik's in his sixth. So you've got some guys that have been around, the, you know, been in the league for a while, and they know what's expected of them. They know what it takes to to win a ball game. So, yeah. Yeah, and when you look at all of them, like even the, like okay, so you can't expect like Malik Collins to be great and Shaq Lawson to be great, and you know the other additions to be great, but you have to expect that at least one or two guys are going to be better than what was expected because we're talking about guys who actually have played good football in the NFL. Like we're these aren't guys that we're hoping can put it together. These are guys that have done fine. They're not mm-hmm. superstars, but they are average to above average players. And like, I don't see a reason why this defensive line should take a step back. I, I think if anything, they may be middle of the road, but they'll be consistently middle of the road. And then when you add the fact that you have a much better secondary, um, you don't have the defense of play calling that we had last year. Like, you know, like as all of that mixed together, it's like this defense should be better. It should be better. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I, I really do. And like I said, the depth is there, right? Like they've got yep. way more guys that are that know what's expected of them that, that can go out there and, and put it together. I think the one thing that this, this team and this fan base has come to expect every year is they've always had that one superstar, right? Like we we started off, we had Andre, <clears throat> um, and then we had Arian, uh, JJ, um, Clowney gets drafted, um, Whitney had the, I mean, I'm not going to call Whitney a, a super, I don't want to dog on him, you know, but he had a, a double digit sack season. You had Brian Cushing. Um, you know, well, you've always had that superstar, right? Like you, and they've always counted that on that guy to be the one to, to put him over the hump Hopkins, um, Watson now. And so I feel like now they're not reliant on a superstar. They're relying on guys that that know how to get the job done. Um, yeah, they're not going to execute it, and they're not going to put up twenty two and a half sacks in a season, or you know, ten interceptions, or you know, fifteen touchdowns um, and fifteen hundred receiving yards. But you know, if you can get three or four of your wider, you know, three wide receivers to put up eight hundred plus yards, um, you know, a couple of defensive linemen getting five, six, seven sacks, um, three, four picks sprinkled in the secondary. Per guy, you you have a, a decent shot to have a, a decent team. So, but that could also be a, a bad thing, right? Yeah, like this no, team could, could. Like they could win just too many games to put them out yeah. of um, contention to get you know a a stud coming in the draft into the draft next year. But then again, that's the draft is a whole other beast, and so you address that when you get there. But I think ultimately. Um, Oh man, totally forgot what I was gonna say. I was thinking about it when you were talking, and now I just lost it. It was a really good point. <laughs> if it was that good, oh, then we'll come back to you. It was. It was a really good point, but uh, and I'm trying to think of what it was even about. Not defense. Not offense. I don't know. Anyways, no, no. I, I mean, you made the, you made the, you brought up the point of. Of the, the defensive play calling last year. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, 
so like John for the last five years has been screaming that this roster, and he's 100% right, this roster has always had, it kind of goes to what you were saying, has always had the superstars, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it be on defense or it be on offense, either way there's a superstar there to hold down the ship. And you might have a couple, but you don't have any depth. And so, therefore, the lack of depth would, would, would hurt you at times because you were relying on the superstars to be superstars but then surrounded them with very, very mid-level players. So now it's like if you have above-average players and you have a ton of depth, right, like the 30 linebackers we signed, um, that's what you like. That's how you build a roster. That's, that's, that's how you're going to build consistency and have a good roster. And, you know, me and John talked about it with free agency. Like none of these guys that were signed in free agency are going to be like you, you didn't sign them expecting them to be superstars. But what you did sign him to be is a potential star in some capacity at all. Like Desmond King has shown the ability to be a very, very good corner. He just needs to put it together consistently. And if that happens and you sign him long term, you, you, you won a part of free agency because you were able to add a key piece to your roster. And anything else that's happened also on um, – whether it be on the offensive side of the ball, Philip Lindsay, right? He signed him for an extremely cheap deal. He's an extremely young running back who has a ton of versatility. If he ends up playing well and is worth signing to another two-year deal, that's awesome. You just have another building block. So, like, if you look at the way that these the free agency was constructed and the way that the roster is being constructed, you have a couple guys on both sides of the ball that could potentially play a part and be building blocks to a faster rebuild. Um, and give you the ammunition needed to where when you address your needs in the draft next year, you're actually in a much better position. Of course, all of this comes back to the number four, but with four and these potential building blocks, you are in a much better position than you ha- than you thought you were in. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. I think we, 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 we hit on that a couple weeks ago, um, talking about like it's just – um, coming into free agency, Nick had said that it wasn't about hitting home runs. It was about hitting doubles and singles. Um, and he did that, um, you know, getting guys like Philip Lindsay and Desmond King and Shaq Lawson um, and retaining guys like Zach Cunningham and Bradley Roby. Um, you've built yourself a really good foundation to where you're not having to completely tear this team apart in order for it to be competitive in, in, the, near, in the near future. So I think that was an important thing that they did. And I think they did a. I think Nick and, and the guys over there, Liffert and Bazrigan, I think those guys just absolutely killed free agency this year. I know they get a lot of heat for signing all these guys and they've had like 80 roster moves and all this stuff, but it was needed. I mean, you got a 90 man roster you're carrying in a camp. Um, you're going to sign a bunch of guys. You're not going to retain all the talent, all the guys that you had the year before. Um, so there's going to be a lot of moving parts. And I think that they did an absolute amazing job of building. Um, a solid foundation moving forward. Yeah, and I also wonder, like, you have to wonder, like, how, like, was this roster built with in mind that, or with with Deshaun being under center, or was this roster built to like, okay, this guy's going to be gone at some point. This gives us the opportunity to find a couple diamonds in the rough, and then you know we'll address the quarterback position later. But either way, no matter how it how it works out, the roster is in a better position than where it was last year. 
I, I, I truly believe that this roster is better. Take four out of the equation. Just the roster itself is better constructed this year than it was last year. I agree. And I think a lot of people, because of everything that's happened and all the negative news cycles and the Easter B saga and the Deshaun saga and, you know, hiring David Coley and things of that nature. I think people are, are kind of not looking at the football perspective and they're, they're buying into the drama of the Texans. And therefore it, it puts a, a, a bigger negative spin on the way that the roster is and the way that the team should play. But I think it's, Honestly, I think it's a lot easier to shit on the Texans than it is to actually try to like dig deep into the roster, look and see what's going on, and see what path could potentially lead to success. I think that's a much harder job than just piling on to all the news cycles and every single article and all, all the things that we've seen. Like it, It's a lot harder to actually dive in and say, this team might actually be better. Yeah. Oh yeah, negative negativity sells, man. Always, and that's that's you know that's why headlines and stuff like that are always in that that kind of that uh, in that form um, and in that mindset because it you know when you see something negative, you're it for whatever reason the human mind just tends to gravitate towards it, um, and then when a media member or a writer or somebody like that is optimistic or or positive, they get called you know. A homer, a homer, or just you know all sorts of stuff, and then it you know it it just doesn't sell. So it's easier to be neutral or negative than it is to be um, optimistic or positive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, uh, forty-five minutes. I actually expected this to be thirty minutes, but uh, I'll take it. This is actually a really good pod. Uh, Patty, did you ever get an answer? Yeah, it didn't happen. Okay. It didn't happen. It did not happen. And it's not going to happen. Don't did not get an answer to that. Okay. But he did answer. Yes. That's great. Okay, so David Cooley did not meet with Deshaun Watson this last Friday. Correct. Okay. Interesting. All right. Don't don't know if he's gonna meet with him this Friday. But yeah. I just know that he did not meet with him this past Friday. Okay. All right. Well there you go. A little little storm breaker. Um that, that that should be the thing, by the way. It should be Stormbreaker. That, like that. That's what like when you have news, we should get like a storm like audio clip that plays, and then all of a sudden you just <laughs> pop in and you're like, boom. <laughs> uh, all right. Outside of that, Storm. What else we got? Anything else you want to cover? Anything else that we didn't talk about? Anything you want to ask me? Anything you want the listeners to ask? This is your time to shine. I mean, if they've got questions, they can definitely answer them. Um, or they, they can, can ask answer them. their own questions. Yeah, they, yeah, they can answer their own Good questions. Job, right? <laughs> uh, great stream. Um, no, I mean they could definitely ask them, and I'll be you know more than happy to answer them to the best of my ability. Um, hopefully, keep the the Reddit trolls off my back. But um, the the Stormbreaker thing that makes me laugh because that's that's part of what uh, Noah's PlayStation uh, what is it gamer tag or whatever it is. Oh, is, really? Uh, it's Stormbreaker, yeah. So don't <laughs> ask me how he came up with it. Don't I have no I idea how he came up with it. with it. I do, but he did. So I do know how. How it's it's from Endgame in Avengers. That's what uh, Thor's name of his new axe was. No way, no shot. How much you want to bet? And he, I, you know what? You're you're probably right because he has seen every single one. 
There you go. Like him and my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law will literally take him to the opening night of all the, all the shows. They just the have fact that I know your kid more than you is very like this is That's, no this stop. is this is stop. the thing. Do we need to have another conversation? I just don't now? know Marvel. I don't know Marvel like you do. <sighs> no, nah, it's true. Not many people do, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, if I had to bet, that's where Stormbreaker came from. I'm gonna ask him. He's not home uh, right now. I'm about to go pick them up. They're at my in-laws. I'm about to go pick oh, them up. Okay, wait. Yeah, hold on. There's something about Joe Brady. Why is it? Why is there a question about Joe Brady? Because of the other night. Uh, so if it's true that Casario wanted Joe Brady and would settle settle for Cully, would Casario fire Cully in one year for someone like Lincoln Riley combined with Spencer Rather? I think he so actually it wasn't own question. <laughs> yeah, anything. I think it'd be want, Brady. No, Lincoln, yeah, you wouldn't hire. It, Lincoln Riley, you would hire Joe uh, Joe Brady, but yeah. it wasn't cause, it wasn't uh, Nick that off the jump wanted Joe Brady. Um, it was it was Jack. So I mean, that was the direction they were heading. But then, then they mm. hired Nick, and the the tides turned. If they would have just hired me to be the consulting firm, I would have easily grabbed them, Joe Brady. The search would have been over within the matter of like 21 minutes, and right. we would it would have been over. Joe Brady would have been the best hire that they could have had. Absolutely. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Um, a clip of Halle Berry's eyes turning white. Um, so know. like just straight up rip off. Was, that would be X-Men though, right? Because she, yeah. uh, she was Storm. Expectations for the O line. Uh, I'll take that one. I actually think the O line is going to be a lot better. Um, I know there's this whole thing going on with um, Marcus Cannon and everybody concerned. Where is he going to play compared to Titus and all this other stuff? Honestly, I don't care. I don't care where Titus plays. I don't care where Marcus Cannon plays. If Titus has moved to guard and Marcus plays tackle and ends up fielding a much better offensive line, uh, I don't care. I'm not worried about Titus's development. I'm not worried about all the other things that everybody is putting a ton of stock into. If you can find a top tier guard at a young age, and that's the position that he ends up being better at, then you 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 won either way. If he ends up being an average to above average tackle, okay, great too. Like, I, I'm not putting a ton of like argument into where Titus plays, but as long as the offensive line takes a step forward, that's all I care about. They took a step forward as soon as they let a uh... right. I can't even remember his name now. <laughs> uh, who was the offensive line coach? Um, Devlin. Devlin, yeah. As soon as they let Devlin go, they're in a much better position. So, um, it's just, yeah, that that guy was a. It, I don't understand how he. Where's he at now? New York. He got hired by somebody. I want to say it was the Giants. I honestly, I do, I will never search the name Devlin ever on. Google. I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm curious. Okay, so while you do that, I'll rule through these. If Deshaun plays, how good can Nico Collins be? Um, I think Nico. I think Nico Collins has uh, a lot of potential. I mean, that was my draft crush. That was the only guy I was really worried about targeting in the draft. Um, I think Nico is a special player uh, whose draft stock fell because he didn't play last year, and um, he has everything you're looking for in a wide receiver: uh, great route running, tall, long arms. Um, He's, he's exactly what you're looking for. So I, I think if Deshaun plays, Nico can be great. I think Desha- if Tyrod or uh, what's his name? What's the quarterback? Davis Mills um, mm-hmm. 
plays, I think I think Nico could be good too. I I really don't think Deshaun's Col- Nico Collins' development is going to depend on Deshaun. I think it's just going to be can we have consistent quarterback play? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm I'm excited about Nico though. Did you know the Steelers requested an interview for Mike Devlin to be their offensive line coach? Interesting. I did not know that. But he currently does not have a job, which is probably the best for. That would make the most sense. The yeah. Uh, James, are you watching Loki? I am. I wake up every morning on Wednesday and watch it, and it's phenomenal. We only have two more episodes to go. Um, and Paul, I miss you. Um, DJ, is that a Dreamville hat on Ari Gata? Yeah, actually, it is. It actually is. You're welcome. Um, Wanathan keeps asking if uh, what do you see out of Davis Mills this year? <clears throat> what what how it might be last name Jones? I might be butchering okay. his first name. It says what do you yeah. might be seeing out of Davis Mills this year? Look, I'm it's, hard. I lo- I love Davis Mills. I'll be the first to say it. I re- I actually believe in the prospect. I believe in the talent. I believe in the quarterback. I know history tells you no reason to believe it. No reason to think he's going to be successful. Everything is stacked against him. The team is stupid for drafting him. Blah, 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 blah. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going to trust Nick's judgment. I believe Davis actually has what you want out of quarterback over Kyle Trask, over Kellen Mond. I've watched every single snap of Davis Mills. Yes, he has a lot to work on. He hasn't played a lot of football. But the things that he can do and are the things that you want to be able to build on in a – quarterback in the nfl and the other stuff can be taught so um I, he's I got one of the best quarterback coaches to, in the game right now yeah and help him out, right so. exactly so with pep like i know this will i'll get murdered if davis mills sucks but and that's <laughs> fine i really don't care but I, I honestly i think davis mills is the reason why the texans really don't give a shit about deshaun watson whether it shows up or doesn't i think they want to see what the kids got I really, I truly believe that, and I wouldn't be surprised if he beats out Tyrod Taylor in camp. That's the one position I'm watching. Like out of all of them, that's the one I'm watching the most. That and running backs, because I really want to see Philip Lindsay start. I do too. <clears throat> I, I really, I, the running backs intrigue me in the sense that, like, when you just look at all of them, like they all have so many different skill sets and do so many other things well. And when you add to the fact that you have Mark Ingram and David Johnson, who are the old, the elder backs of the group, but the fact that because they're the elder groups, you can use them sparingly means to me that you can get the most out of David while also still getting the most out of Ingram while letting Philip Lindsay do what he needs to do. So when you're splitting carries, like I would never draft a Texans running back uh, on a fantasy football team. I wouldn't draft Lindsay. I wouldn't draft Johnson and I wouldn't draft Ingram. I think it's going to be the hot hand each week, and that's how I think it'll go. I mean, that's that's the best way to play it, right? Like you're not sitting here concerned that you're paying David Johnson fourteen million dollars a year. You have to truck him out there for for thirty carries a game. <clears throat> You've got three very capable guys. Um, hell, you've even got Rex Burkhead, who's I, I want to say, man, that's such a that's that was a weird signing for me. Um. But I get it, just with the familiarity between him and Nick. So, I mean, I think the running back, like you, I think you mentioned this earlier in the the, the show that the running back group is definitely better than last year. Um, and they're not going to have a, you know, they're not going to have a guy putting up fifteen hundred yards. Maybe they do, but 
I just think overall they're better. I agree. I agree. This is just another one of those spots that I think people aren't looking at. Like it, it, it's so easy to shit on the Texans that you can find any reason. So like when you look at the running backs, you're going to be like, Oh, Mark Ingram, what's his age? Oh, David Johnson, what's his age? It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you guys paid David Johnson, $6 million. Like who cares? <laughs> like, why are you guys so worried about the extra $2 million that David Johnson made with us than what he would have made on another team? Like you're not, not signing or extending a player because of the, six million dollars you gave to david johnson like people just want to find every little thing about this team to just destroy them about and it's easy to do right now so i understand and i'm not saying i think this team's going to be some contender or anything like that but i want to enjoy watching them play i don't want to come in to here every week and just be like oh i can't wait to make game notes and shit on my team for the entire four hours i'm recording like it's just dumb but anyways uh all right let's see uh so yeah i don't while you're doing that i just i don't think the i hate that the dynamic of people complaining about small minute amounts of money as a salary cap being used on positions of need um when you've got teams out there like look what carolina ended up paying uh uh mccaffrey and then he goes down for a season and they're stuck with that and you know i just to me, complaining about the money, which you have obviously zero influence over, um, it's just dumb. Like I think that there's people that, that are very smart when it comes to managing the salary cap and the contract negotiations and stuff like that, um, that know what they're doing. So I just that's one thing I hate that. Sorry, small little rant, but I just hate when the topic of money comes up. Like, OK, you know, when I'll be mad if the David Johnson signing like impacts us as if like Jalen Ramsey is surprised a surprise cut somehow and he fires David Mugaletta and we have a chance to sign him but we just can't afford it. Okay? So like like when they Never. tried they could have traded for him and they didn't do it. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like there's just no reason to be mad about the stupid two million dollars. Like he, David would have got four million a year from any other team that needed a running back. So you're really mad about six. I don't know. That's nuts. Yeah, that's dumb. nuts. Um, all right. Uh, what do you see about this? I saw that Devlin. No, oh, one more episode. Oh, damn. Really? Paul. Um, Davis Mills. Here, here's my, here's a question. For, I have a question for you. Who's right. the tight end group this year? I'm still on team Akins as one. Okay. Um, Pharaoh Brown two. And Brevin. and Brevin three until Brevin earns the snaps. And then I can see Pharaoh taking a step back to three um, and Jordan being one. The, the interesting thing about the way that the, like the roster is constructed at this time. And if anybody just goes back and looks Tyra Taylor is a, sh- is not a strong armed quarterback. You're not going to see a lot of downfield stuff. So the tight end could be utilized quite a bit. He used Hunter Henry a decent amount um, and I think that that's where we'll see the Aikens development happen. Um, and I just, I don't think Aikens has really gotten a fair shake yet. Like I, Deshaun had so many weapons to use last year was a down year for everybody. So it really didn't matter. Um, but I think now, you know, you're giving Aikens a new quarterback to work with, whether it be Davis or, or Tyron. And I think Aikens will take that number one. I, I do think Brevin has a ton of talent and is probably one of the more exciting rookies to watch. Um, but that tight end position, it just takes so long to develop 
and it takes so long to really become a staple in an offense that I don't think you can expect Brevin to do it this year. And I think Pharaoh has shown, and so is Jordan. And I think they're, they're both compliments. So I would go Aikens, Pharaoh, Brevin. So the, all the Kahali wearing the polo player crew can, uh, can hit the road because you don't think he's going to make the roster. I don't think he'll make the roster here. I think he'll be a, a roster cut down trade. That's my prediction. I think somebody will give us a sixth or a seventh for Kahale. I think Nick has seen enough to know that he's been hurt all the time um, and hasn't really developed that. And it also wasn't his pick. So um, I, I think he'll be a roster cut down trade. I'd watch nice. a team like the New England Patriots or, or the Jets. Didn't the Patriots just sign? Um, they signed like six. Yeah, but they signed, they signed uh, Hunter. Uh, they signed Hunter. They signed um, John. Donu. Yeah, so they're not. There's no way they go for him. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be somebody else. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible. Anything. But anyways, uh, all right. Let's see what else. I saw clip on Twitter. Quincy Avery. I don't care what fucking Quincy says. He's a fucking idiot. Um, Let's see. Who's your defensive player to watch? An offensive player to watch? I'll let you go. You, you, here, you take offense. Who's the offensive player to watch? Mm, I don't want to say Philip Lindsay again because they would just be repetitive. I'm going to say Chris Conley. Just because I feel like he can... He hasn't... I don't know. I just think he can turn it up a little bit at the wide receiver position um, and maybe compliment Cooks a little bit and uh, kind of show his worth. I'm ex- that's that's one of the signings that I'm excited about was Conley. So I'm I've yeah. always been a big fan of Chris Conley. Um, it's just interesting, like when you just look at the dynamic of the NFL, like it's always about where you land for your opportunities. And Conley's never really like been in a position where he has an opportunity to truly show the talent he has. Like mm-hmm. when he was with KC. He had Tyreek and he had Sammy. When he was in Jacksonville, he had no quarterback and he was playing opposite of DJ and the other guy. Um, and so it's just like when he, he's a flyer, he's a, he's, he's a great route runner. Um, he's electric when he has the ball in his hands. Um, I think Conley could be a huge surprise um, on, this, on this roster. I agree. Uh, defensive surprise. You know, I don't know if he's a surprise, but like I, I, as everybody knows, like cornerback play is like my favorite thing. I love cornerbacks, and I, I truly think Desmond King is going to be a, a game game changing defensive back for this team. I just think from his talent, when you look at the position of need in the slot, uh, given what we've seen over the last three years, um, I, I think Desmond King is exactly what this team needed. And it gives them the opportunity to sign a number two uh, long term, and I, I really hope he 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 holds it down and and, and shows his his potential because his potential's through the roof. I agree. <clears throat> All right, let's see what else. Uh, we have fourteen. Uh, Jair says Burkhead could replace Howell on special teams role. I would agree. I also think it was more of a. Um, I think it was more of a veteran type move, like another strong veteran in a locker room full of strong veterans with a very young roster. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with why Burkhead is here. And he was also just a very cheap cheap running back to sign. I think Buddy Howell's making more than him this year. He might. Is he? Yeah, I don't think it's by much. but Because uh, Buddy, I think, was he's making Because he's for the minimum, right? 
Uh, let's see, Chris. Texan players taking notes of the disrespect that they're getting. At least three players have mentioned hearing the noise. I think Tyrod will be able to muscle out more wins than expected. Fair, fair. Uh, besides what we heard on the outside with Nick, what's the feeling overall outside and in build? Uh, Nick, you're going to have to rephrase that because I don't Oh, building. What is the feeling overall outside and in the building? From the players that I talk to, um, and I don't talk to a lot of them all the time, but I do have a couple that I text with regularly, and they're actually all pretty happy about where things are headed. They're they're blocking out the noise. They think that they have a very competitive roster, and it should be a fun season. I don't know what you've heard from what players you've talked to. I really have, like, when I do talk to them, it's talking about Call of Duty or you know, whatever we're watching on TV. I have literally talked to him about football, almost n- nothing at all. I don't know I know why. Lonnie's excited. I know. I think I've seen Charles on social media, pretty excited. Um, obviously the guys that are always on it. Um, trying to think of who else. Uh, Justin Reed, pretty excited from what I can gather. I mean, it's just been – I've kept everything pretty casual with them when I'm talking to them. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, – and I, I just I, – I feel bad for the guy, but I've been playing a lot of Warzone with uh, Gary on lately. Oh, and, my favorite. Uh, my fucking favorite. I just I, – I feel bad for him because he, he said the other day his leg's still not 100%, so. Mm, I would – I would – I, I, I I'd like – finance his salary for a one-year deal just to see if my boy can get the opportunity because I've never loved a cornerback the way I've loved Gary and Conley. Damn. The one jersey I would want is a signed Texans jersey by Gary and Conley. That's you the only jersey. That's the only one I want. I'll text you I next time we're going to play. You can play with us. I, I would love to. I never play because I suck, but I would hop on. I, I think oh, I, he's he, just so good. He's good. He's I'm good. I'm sure he is. That's all he does. He's good. And he plays he, a lot. Yeah. Um, he just started streaming, but he uh <laughs> that he guy can talk. He, yeah, he streams on Twitch now. Um uh-huh. but he talks he talks trash with the best of them too. He's hilarious. <laughs> Interesting. For being <laughs> so, such a quiet guy, that's hilarious. It, it's it's weird, right? Like he's not in the media, he's not on he's not tweeting all the time, he's not I mean he posts on Instagram, but uh He's yeah, he's a fairly quiet dude, but yeah, he he will talk trash. <laughs> so go back and watch his. I'll, I'll send you the link to his Twitch, and you can watch some of his streams that he's been on. Um, okay, and he, he's funny. Awesome, I will do that. Yeah, I I, I, I mean, I think everybody knows. I, I love Gary and Comet. So, um, all right. Well, thanks everybody for the questions. Really appreciate it. It was nice to be able to get in here. Um, I was able to do it better than I expected to be able to do it. So I, I really appreciate the support. Uh, like Pat said, the like button is free. It really makes no sense. Subscribe button is free. Like we, you guys could just hit it, just like hit it, like a one night stand. Like you don't even have to do it again. Like you, you don't have to call us in the morning either. Just like hit it and ditch us. Like it's fine. Hit it and quit it. Um, I guess that's gonna be it. Patty, anything else you want to say? No, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Appreciate all the support. Appreciate all the positivity. Um, you know. A lot of you guys have been with myself and with these guys for a really long time, and it, it means the world. You know, this is uh, 
this isn't a, a full-time job it's more it's a hobby and we have all put a lot of passion into it and um we do it for y'all and we appreciate everything y'all uh done for us so thank you yeah absolutely i couldn't have said it any better all right guys um as far as when i come back in case you guys want i don't know i honestly don't i think john and pat are actually going to do such great work I, I don't know but if they ever need me they know they can shoot me a text and i will definitely hop on at any time um but with that being said i'm young ari gold signing off for texans unfiltered we will catch you guys next week <laughs>